hello and welcome to another episode of Elevation Station. We have another special guest today, my very own biological father. Go ahead and introduce you. I am her, so she called, father, mm-hmm. Michael Wilson. Mm-hmm. Glad to be here today. That's fantastic. Wow. This is good. This is going to be great. So do you feel like you've lived like a wholesome free of fear kind of life? Uh, I wouldn't say free of fear. Mm. Do you think you live in fear? I would say personally I live in fear of dying. Uh Uh-huh. And do you think that like makes you how do you think that's impacted your life thus far? I think it kept me on a grounded level of right uh, and grounded like what is that like what does that look like for you grounded well staying out of trouble mm-hmm. because trouble could lead to death right so, so okay so, so staying out of trouble like with the law with death itself you're yes. not really like a daredevil kind of no, person not taking big risk not taking dangerous big... risk okay okay so Okay. So what do you consider like a big risk like today? Like right now? Like you know what I'm saying? In the lifestyle you're living right now, what's a big risk for you? In the style that I live now? Yeah. Like right now, like being married, having a blended family, <clears throat> living you know, having kids, things like that. Well then that would be probably taking financial risk. Mm-hmm. Th- so that's the biggest risk. Yes. Okay. So you're like your biggest fear is being financially unstable. Right now, yeah. In my situation. Okay. And how does that compare to other fears you've had in the past? Well, I think it's it's bigger because there's a lot more responsibility. You know, people are dependent on you. Mm -hmm. So you can't just take individual risks when there's other people dependent on you to do. Right. To stay out of trouble, to provide. And does that ever feel like a burden to you? Like, do you ever feel like you could accomplish more if you weren't dependent on? Or do you think you can, you really can do anything? Family-wise, no. In your personal, you always think you can do better. Mm -hmm. So you have to take your, uh, everything in consideration. Everything in consideration. And, you know, I remember we had a conversation some time ago where you had things gone different. You would have been a prosecutor. That would have been like, like a dream. That was a, that was a dream at a time. Mm -hmm. And you think you, you told me you thought you'd be really good at that. Like, so and that makes sense. I think you would, you would have been a really good lawyer or like been an essential kind of fixture in the courtroom. Like, would you? Uh, Yeah. I I believe that wholeheartedly that I would have. Yeah, and so what kept you from going to like from pursuing that? You know, I always thought that you would do higher learning. Me. Higher learning, college, all that. Right. So you can make more money in the future. Okay. 
So, but physical labor and things like that was mm-hmm. money now. Right. So. And you didn't think you could have, like, the best of both worlds? Like, you could work a job and, like, and, and do a little school? No, or... because you would never be happy. Mm. Because, you know, at some point, the money gap has to stop. Unless you, of course, go the night school route and have a mm-hmm. day job and go, right. you know. And that so, just wasn't something you were, you were really... I was not, you know, you would... But then that's a risk. Uh-huh. That's and you're against risk. You want minimal risk involved. Right. I think that's okay. the best way to go. In my particular life was mm-hmm. risk-free. Risk-free. You're not gotcha. totally risk-free. Well, no, but, but where minimum, your choice minimum, is involved, yes. you're like, mm, okay. I would go minimum risk. So you'd say you're happy. Like, the pers- the, the, the path you've taken has been very fruitful. And you think this is a very yeah, successful think, uh, lifestyle I for you. I think the percentage is right. You think so? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. So it's always been really low risk for you. Minimal minimal risk involved. Yes. yes. Everything you've done. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Anything that's paid off fairly well. And you're living large. I am living okay. You're living okay. okay. Pending... No risk, because no risk, no reward. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's so, true. So yeah. that's true. If you go, if you're gonna go down the fifty-fifty line, yeah, you're okay. Okay. You ain't do too much. You ain't do too little. You're all right. That's really interesting. I think that's really interesting. I feel that in my line of the line I'm walking now, I think I take risk. And I think I like taking risk because I think in in this world in this life it's all about expansion. So I think it's about how much risk you can get away with. Me personally. Your thoughts on that? My thoughts would be um how do you think you fared? So far? So far. I think I've learned a lot though. And I mean in my right where I'm at right now, there's not a whole lot of loss involved like if I were to take a risk there's not a whole lot of it can't like backfire too outrageously right now so I think the risk I take I just there's so much more to gain in taking the risk versus not taking the risk okay so being your father Mm. um, I don't know how much you shared with your listeners Mm -hmm. about risk Etc. Um, I believe that you've 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 gained a lot mentally. I think that too. I think that too because I mean, what else is there other than like mental, like experiential gain, and and especially in this develop like really big. Um, kind of developmental era I'm in right now. I think this is a great time for me to like learn the balance between like risk, reward, kind of what's important, what's not. Do you think you went through like those kind of thought processes? Battling your head? Yes, I've battled my head for many years of Mm -hmm. should I or shouldn't I or Mm -hmm. and, and but then you look at your base and say okay 
your base life is good. That's mm -hmm. the 50-50 line. How much more risk would you like to take? I take a risk every day at my current jobs. Mm -hmm. You know, physical risk. Yeah. You know, I'm getting older, but I'm still yeah. doing a lot of physical labor. Mm -hmm. So that's a, that's a risk every day. But it pays the bills. Right. That's so, true. And nowadays, right now with the pandemic and all that, you got to stay afloat. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are not surviving, you know, in these day and ages. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, the pandemic has a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. But then again, there's a lot of people taking risks. Right. And you also would consider yourself on the on the safer side, low risk. Like, you're doing everything you can, so. Yes. Everything that oh. I can, that I'm willing to. Right. Willing to. Do. Willing to do. That's okay. the big factor. Right. Because you could always do more. And you know, I don't think I've asked, have, were you vaccinated? Yes, yes, I was. Really? Which one did you get? I have the Pfizer. I have the Johnson & Johnson. Ooh. Yeah. Risk. Big risk. Big risk. Yeah. I took it, though. I took it, though. I, and didn't, I didn't know. When I, did you? Yeah, um, you this, me in. Yeah, I got my, it was a couple months ago, it was like an early... I don't even know. It was a couple months. I have my Vax card somewhere. It's it's somewhere. But I didn't know that you were vaccinated, actually. So I didn't know that either. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Congrats. Maybe six, seven months in. Yeah. I don't know if I'm that far in, but I'm definitely. It's at least been like three or four months. So. How yeah. did that? How did you come upon that choice? And you know what? That's great that you asked that. Um. I thought, I guess when it comes, well, I guess it was less about risk and kind of just, like, what the best thing down the line would be to do, because I was, you know, a lot of, for a while I was considering doing, like, a lot of traveling, which I don't know if I'm in that position to do that now, but, you know, they have a lot of restrictions with traveling, obviously, which makes sense, but I wanted to make sure I got the vaccine early, so if I did want, if went anywhere and they're like oh you kind of have to be vaccinated to go here or there or whatever I wanted to make sure I could do that so I just got it because it would just it just made sense and I got the Johnson and Johnson because it's the one shot and I didn't want to have to schedule another appointment later down the line so I just did the one shot and that was it but okay so yeah upon choosing the shot mm -hmm. how was your research about it Honestly, I didn't do a lot of research at all, really. I, and I, and that's the thing, is like, when it, this is, I'm glad that we're touching on this because since I base my podcast around self-development, kind of like experiential stuff and kind of anecdotal experiences, um, it's interesting that we're touching on, um, what is this, like, um, Like, not, like, news, but, like, uh, recent events. Recent and events, yeah. Recent events and things like that. Um, because I don't really have an opinion. I don't have an educated opinion. I don't do a lot of research. It's not that it doesn't apply to me because, obviously, a pandemic, which is worldwide and affects everybody, I don't... I don't know. I just... It never really occurs to me. I just don't think about it a lot. I wear my mask. I get vaccinated. I do just, like, what makes the most sense, you know, to you know, protect everybody around me and, you know, 
I'll wear a mask where it's required, you know, and if like Me if, also. Exactly. So like since I'm vaccinated, if I don't have to wear a mask, I don't. But um you know, I just do I try to I don't I don't socialize a lot anyway, I keep my distance, but Well my question was mm-hmm. how much research how did I do? Did you do any before research? you chose the Johnson Johnson over yeah. the others? Okay. And then about the whole blood clotting thing, you mean? Yes, and they were having They were issues. having issues. Um I asked around a little bit, and I think the blood... I wasn't... I couldn't get a clear answer. Like, I didn't extensively do research on whether I was going to get the blood clots or or not. But, you know, when that kind of thing happens, especially because, you know, the vaccines kind of jumped a lot of red tape where it comes to, like, being FDA approved and all this, they wanted these vaccines out so people could get them and try to prevent the spread of the COVID. Um... So there's risk, obviously, involved with any of the vaccines that you take. But, um, where, like, the the blood clots were, was a very small amount of people out of, like, per million that got the blood clots. So I, I was willing to take the risk because I'm young. I mean, if I did get a blood clot, I just, I either, I'd make it or I wouldn't or I'd get it handled. So it's, you know, okay, it's, well. it seems pretty cut and dry to me. So, that so, sounds yeah. Like, uh, I don't know what the word I want to use, but I guess if you calculate it, then you're you're mm-hmm. going with the percentages, which is yeah, it was low risk, low risk, low risk, right? Um, yeah. No, I don't. I I try to um because I have a life coach and things, and I don't know. I think I talked yeah, to you about that. To me. Yeah, I do. Coach. I do have a life coach, which was which was a really good investment in myself, and um I've learned a lot from her. You know, we've been working together for at least six months now, um, and I think a lot of things I overthink. I feel like I'm almost being more like you in the sense that I'm trying to tone down on like a lot of the emotional input. I really concentrate into things and just kind of let it go because it's not that deep so that's just how I've been approaching a lot of different things so you know like blood clot no blood clot risk you know well I guess not risk no risk but you don't you're young like Mm -hmm. you said like I said exactly educated you Mm -hmm. and you don't have any baggage it's true so there's not as much risk mm-hmm. even when you're taking this exactly that's that was my point it's that there wasn't a lot of, there wasn't a, there's not a whole lot of risk involved at all really right so i feel better taking bigger risks you know because you can you there's a even, lot there's a lot of rebound i can do you, exactly you can always catch up exactly so that's um, it's been that's been great so yeah because you had a lot of Ups and downs. You know, I thought you were going to be uh, for a while in California and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. You just shut all that down. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's a matter of, that wouldn't have been a, like, if I were to have just went out there, it wouldn't have been a situation I would have been comfortable in. It just, it wouldn't, I'm, not. I don't want to say I'm egocentric, but if I don't have things in my way, it's not my favorite situation to be in. And that wouldn't have been a very me-centric for, forum. So it wouldn't, have been worse to, wouldn't be worth the risk. No. There was no 
Because no. it was a, it would have been a big risk. It would have been a big risk for but sure. There was no. But it would have been it would just there wouldn't have been any. You thought there wasn't enough gain. No. To take the risk. Absolutely not. With. Because I don't like I wasn't even thinking about what I could gain. See, had I considered what I like what I would have like I would, oh to just go out to California, which is a really cool idea in and of itself. There's a lot out there, but there's a lot. You just really have to... It's expensive living out there in California. You have to have, like, a job. You have to make sure you're making enough money to live, pay rent, eat, move around, where we gotta go, whatever. And... But you also have to make sure that you're... Go, if you went out there for a reason, then you also have to make sure you're getting around to... Meet to your exactly, meet your goals. So, if I'm overwhelmed just by living there, then I'm not gonna meet my goals. So... There wasn't, yeah, I didn't see that happening right then in that, in that mindset that I was in, so. So is that considered a fear? I don't think it's considered a fear because I'm not, I mean, I'm not scared of the idea of like going out there and failing. It just seems unnecessary. That's all. And I have a lot more to gain here right now, what I'm doing now, you know, now that I'm going to go to school um, just, this makes more sense to get a degree, get a job I actually like, because these, like, retail jobs, like, physical labor jobs, they're just not for me. I don't like them. So, if I don't like them, then it makes sense to find a, find a career path that I do like. Okay, so, it seems like you're fearless in that sense, because... Well, I don't want to say fearless. I would say brave. Fearless isn't the right word. Well, let's go back a little bit okay. to where you was already in that path, mm-hmm. and you broke that path. You were in school. I was in school for the wrong thing, and it was just a very um, wrong thing. To, to be in school for? Um, I just, it was the wrong school, it was the wrong major, it was the wrong people, it was just wrong. So, but I I went to Kent and I, I toured there and what I was going for, I, I love science. I like psych. Um, it just, it wouldn't have been a viable career path for me because it doesn't like, there's not a lot of creativity, like, and not enough of that in, in the, in the, um, STEM okay. careers. So, do you feel the mm-hmm. state of mind you were in then because... When you first went there, mm-hmm. and if I'm not mistaken, you made the dean's list. I did. So your focus was there. And I was participating. I was participating in school, and I do. But school is has always been a good environment for me. I like well, not like a good environment, but I've. You strive. Yeah. School, it's just academics. I pay attention. I do the work. Um, and that's, but that's all I've ever known is school and doing well. So, cause I didn't really do much else. Um, I was at improv club and I really enjoyed that, but I also, it just, it just, once you're not in the, once you fall out of the, yeah, I don't know. That's what I'm asking. It, what happens when you reach that point two semesters in to... To here, you mean. To this. This is different because I felt, I mean, obviously you're not going to see this side of it, but I kind of felt that I was, not that I was pressured, but everyone expected me to go for, you know, either like 
neuroscience or be a surgeon or something like scientific, you know, that has a lot of payout, um, which is fine. And I get that because I'm very intelligent and people would, you know, want me to want the best for me. And that's great. But it just, it's, it was a brain school. John Carroll's a very esteemed, um, college is a very, um, heavy in psych. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's not a bad school. It just wasn't for me. It was a bad fit. So, but once you find like an environment that is suited for you, like Ken is, I believe for me, not having like, um, an environment where there's people around me that think like me and are interested in the same things as me, it makes a lot more sense as to where I'd feel more comfortable. I, I'm, I plan to make the Dean's List again and, you know, be a lot more involved. I want to do intramural sports, take up improv again, do a lot more performance, um, art groups, anything I can be involved in because I did miss out on a lot of that. But before, I didn't want to do any of that. I was just, like, going to go. So who do you credit that to? Myself, for sure. No life coach. This was you? Well, life coach for sure, but once I made the realization that this isn't what I want to do... Like just what I'm doing right now, this doesn't this doesn't fit. Then I was like, yeah, because I didn't realize I could go first go to school for something I like doing. But anyway, um, I want to kind of switch gears back around to risk or no risk with you, and how that shaped you, kind of like psychologically, because you're a very logical thinker. So, do you think having to make these risk or no risk, like, do you think you had to make these earlier in life and that helped to kind of shape what you've got going on now? Or yeah, do you think I've this was gradual? I had the logical thought process. Mm-hmm. You know, don't make logic, don't make sense. And logic would always overpower anything else in my mind. If there's, if there's, if there's a logical answer... It's like a 50-50, you know, more of a 51-49 if it's logical. Mm-hmm. You know, there's exceptions to every rule. But if you stay on the logic path of life, then mm-hmm. you should come out at least on the 50-yard line, you know. Mm-hmm. Because... So, you've always had the logical mindset. Do you remember any, like, key instance where, like, you were like, yeah... This is, you know, like, um, where you really made, like, a logical decision. Well, when I was young. Like, how how young? Like, teenager? 14 years old. 14. I, uh, I got involved in the carnival business. Mm-hmm. And I'm 48 now, and I'm still in the carnival business. Mm-hmm. It was a logical thing for me to do was to get involved in something that that I like doing, which is an amusement, mm-hmm. uh, a legal way of living, mm-hmm. and then it be it, it became very lucrative over the years. Mm. So that would put it on the logical scale. There was no really no big risk because. You know, as you know, my daughter, I'm uh, not a drinker, mm-hmm. no recreational drugs. I don't even smoke cigarettes. And you're very proud of that. 
I'm very proud of that. And I should be. And you should be. You know, I've seen a lot of people that went the wrong path. Mm -hmm. And, And where vices are concerned, do you think you have any? You know, vices? Yeah. I don't believe I have any vices. Well, I be- like vices, I would consider like recreational drugs to be a vice, cigarettes to be a- Everyone has one. So I'm just like, anything pop out in your mind that would be like, not necessarily something that you needed to have, but something that you indulge yourself in because you can, makes you feel better. Um, you know, it might sound stupid, but working. Yeah, that sounds absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, working. Do you ever believe you overwork yourself? Yes, that's my point I'm trying to get to. I think yeah. I do more than than I would have to or should do. You know, so... And does that make logical sense to you, to do more than it than, than makes sense? Yeah, because I'm trying to stay ahead. Mm. So, sometimes... So you are ahead then. You just just to stay that way is to overwork. Why you can't? Because I mentioned before, I'm getting older, mm-hmm. and I do a lot of physical work now that a couple of years I might not be able to. So mm-hmm. and working physical labor is it's easy to me. Okay. So in that aspect, yeah, I think I do a lot more than I would would say normal you know um, yeah so that's a lot of risk there because you know one day it doesn't take but a second to mess yourself up physically that's true have yeah. you ever gotten to that point where you're just like you feel that you're very do you and the logical thing would obviously be to take a break is that you know where you draw the line or um Yes, and I have earned that with the longevity at my jobs. Mm-hmm. I've worked at one job since 87, and I've worked at the other job since 99. So when I need a break, you have the break. I, I have you that get, break. You get the break. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. So, yeah. Um. So having... The biggest fear is probably to be broke. To be broke. Yeah, that's an yeah. immediate fear mm-hmm. of, I believe all logical people have that fear. They might not admit it, but mm-hmm. nobody wants to be broke. I mean, now I think that's a, that's a good point. I feel that my my fear isn't to be broke. My fear, probably my biggest fear is to just live life unfulfilled. So that I, I have jobs or I have money and it's enough to live on and it's enough to do whatever, but I don't feel satisfied or fulfilled with what I'm doing. Now, logic says this. Mm-hmm. You work for your wants. That's true. Um, because... Everybody's willing to give you what you need. Hmm. That's true. There's assistance for everything. You need housing, 
There's a housing assistant. Mm -hmm. You need food. There's a food program that give you food. Clothing. You know, nobody's gonna be like, "Hey, here's this voucher. Take it to the bar, and we'll, you know, mm. you'll get that drink taken care of." That, but your needs, everybody will supply your needs. Wants is what you work for, what you wake up to. Mm -hmm. Even if it's just wanting more than what you have, that strives you. That that that's the that's the go in a person trying mm -hmm. to fulfill the wants. Okay, well we're gonna take a quick intermission and we'll be right back. Okay, thanks for sticking around. We took our little intermission and we're right back into it now. You were saying how anything you need will be provided for you and any want, you work for your wants. So would you equate wants to fulfillment? Yes. You would? Mm hmm That's interesting. Because uh, I, I feel that, I mean, when I'm working for, like, wants and, like, I guess I would differentiate them a little bit because, like, while well, I work and I want to get my hair done... I mean, yes, it's, like, fulfillment, but I guess I look at fulfillment as, like, kind of, like, well, what's my purpose? Am I working towards, like, my purpose, I guess? Like, I like, like you said, you like working in, a, in amusement, like, entertainment. I also like entertaining, and it's, it is fulfilling. It's a very kind of narrow field to be in, you know, because it's, like, you know, it's, it's really hard to call it sometimes, but I think that's what makes it so fun is you know when you think about fulfillment mm -hmm. and you think about you take it and you break it down to what I would pay for and what would be given mm -hmm. it's a big difference you know yeah take your hair for instance right you paying for it to get it how you want it. exactly but if it's free you gotta take it because it was free right this is what I could do for you so mm -hmm. hey yeah. So, you know, that old phrase, you get what you pay for. Yeah. So, but that's what strengthens your wants to go get it. I agree. I agree with that. And, um, so, yeah, I guess, I guess, but I, I would say wants are more materialistic. I feel like fulfillments are more of kind of like, like a soulful thing, I guess. And it doesn't feel like you really are on that wavelength. Because I feel... Well, I feel... Like you said, you're a lot, there's a lot of fulfillment on your end going on. Like, you you work in the fields that you like. You get the time that you need for yourself. You're providing for your family. It seems like you really have a lot of the wants and fulfillments taken care of. So it doesn't feel like there's a need to really differentiate them. Okay. Yes and no. You got your fundamental wants. Yeah. Your fundamental needs. Right. Your everyday. That's your everyday. And then you got some exceptions. Uh, take my car, for instance. I was just about to bring up your car. Yeah. My car, for instance, you want... You know what you envision of your dream car mm -hmm. so you have to work to get that fulfillment and I, see that would be more I would 
consider that again more of a like a, a want like yes like you said it is a want but like in my mind yes okay I want a cool car and it would yes fill up that need or that want of me wanting the car but like like for instance like but fulfillment would be like okay you know I'm I'm a dancer and getting up on stage and dancing brings a different sort of it brings like literally fills my soul up that's not something I feel like you get from like a material thing I feel like that's a very soulful kind of thing because you're not you get both yeah you get both I guess yeah but because dancing is not a need no it's not it is a it's a it is a want yeah but it's I just feel like it's I guess it's a deeper want then some more every want is it depends on the yeah I would say the magnitude of it I guess so yeah that determines how much effort you put into it okay yeah that's because that goes back to the need thing yeah really nobody puts effort into needs because they always got the fall back of uh, somebody will take your care of them. Mm. You know. I guess so, yeah. You got all these institutes that provide you the mm-hmm. things you need. Yeah. Like like you said, no one's handing a bar voucher, for sure. So, it's um, interesting. It's interesting. You know, the church is not standing by the liquor store. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, come on. You yeah. Need, you need this drink? We got you. Yeah. So, no. Yeah. Yeah. But you go to church, you get everything else. That's true. They'll help you with a place to stay. They'll help you with food. They'll help you with clothing. That's true. That is true. They won't help you go get high. No. That's a warrant. Yeah. Good point. Good points. Good points. Fulfillment and goals. Goes back to the risk, too. You risk everything to get drunk. You go rob the liquor store. Yeah. Get drunk. That's true. I mean, the same could be said in the opposite extreme as well. You know, what What aren't you willing to give up for the, the quote-unquote, like, your dreams? Or to get up on that stage to dance in front of, um, you know, or to go to that one school, um, germ, you know, it's a J. I don't know what it is. Um, but you know, yeah, that's all based on your Juilliard, 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 your, your goal and how exactly committed you are to it. So a want and a a great magnitude and it is a goal to get there. Yeah. I feel like the robbing the liquor store, it's not a, it's not a goal. It's more of a want to, you know, like an instant gratification thing. And I feel like a fulfillment is something you work for for a while, you know. So, you know, or like a, a fulfillment-based kind of thing. Right. And it depends on how how you feel. Back to, uh, I just got through watching a show mm-hmm. where the serial killer was like, okay, it takes so many kills to become a serial killer. So, this is my eighth... <laughs> My eighth kill, and this is determined to be, I'm a serial killer now. That's it. 
Yeah, the line between murderer and serial killer for sure. Yeah. yeah he was excited. He, he reached that Yeah. That point. Yeah. You know, don't don't take this away from me. I'm a serial, not just a murderer. Yeah. I'm a serial killer. Very good point. Very good point. Yeah. Yeah, for a long time I was scared of getting murdered. But I think that but I think I'm I'm bringing this I'm bringing this all the way around because I think you you're just your life has to be bigger than your fears. So you think so there's nothing really else that you would you you know you're really ready to put it all down on the line for to risk a lot. Cuz you think you're there. You're you're fulfilled. Everything you, you know what I'm saying? Every day you wake up with different wants and goals. So no, you're never fulfilled, I don't believe. You're never you fulfilled? Can, no, no, I think you're content. I think you can go through life content. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Be, but then that's where the drive would stop. If you stop wanting, mm-hmm. there, there's nothing to to make you get up. Mm. I don't, yeah, so I don't... Contented, I feel, is a very... I don't know if contented is the term. Yeah, I guess you can be content and still strive for for better. Um, Most people don't. Most people who say they're they're good, yeah, are just uh, they just give up. Yeah, um, maybe they they haven't or haven't figured out the way. Yeah, to fulfill that. Yeah, whatever they're chasing. And you know what? That actually those people bother me a lot. Is like where they've capped themselves or like I don't know uh, how to get, get up. Yeah, I can't get up there. Yeah, I can't get up there. There's no way for me. This is it. I'm comfortable down here at the bottom. I'm good. Those people really bother me. I also think a great fear of mine would be surround be to be like surrounded by those people. You know, like to be around those people and I, to be one of them. I don't know, cause you know that like they say, like the sky's the limit. You really it can't. It depends on how long you in this funk. Mm-hmm. And. Hello? And if, like you say, if you're surrounded by people who all are in the same funk, then it becomes yeah. It's like normal. contagious. Yeah, it's like weird and I... We're all good down here in this basement. Just sh- Don't just shut the door, sir. Yeah. We're not trying to climb out of here. <laughs> that's, the, that's really the worst. That is really the worst for me. I, I think, I guess since we're on the topic of fears and like con- contentment stuff I yeah put me down if I ever get there cause that's <laughs> I wanna be ever I don't ever wanna yeah I'm good shut the door I'm good I'm gonna stay down here in the cellar in the moist dark damp cellar but then you gotta go deeper than that yeah some people don't wanna out do a person if that's not your you know, we all in the boat, and I'm the only one who can swim, but I ain't going to get out there and, you know, act like... Yeah. You know. That's, that's... I said it depends on how deep you want to go into that. Yeah. That bottomless, you know, some people just like, okay, I'll just stick down here with y'all. No, that's what I I'm know saying. I can walk up the steps. Okay, I that's, know that. that sucks But too. I ain't, I'm not... Because those, those I don't want to leave you too. guys. I don't want to leave you guys behind. Yeah, those. Oh my gosh, I actually just watched a movie. It's called Big Time Adolescence with um, what's his name, Pete Davidson, and 
he, this kid was, like, kind of growing up in the shadow of this person. He was, like, a, like, a high school dropout, and he was doing all kinds of, like, he drinks and, you know, sells drugs and all these other things, and this kid is, like, kind of down the straight and narrow path, doesn't, well, he drinks, but he doesn't smoke or anything like that, and the movie kind of takes you through him growing out of this relationship he has with this person, and it's really interesting because it's, it's so weird. It's just strange to, like, see it. You're happy for him that he moves past this, but it's just, because for a while he was like, no, it's cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. He, if he's cool, I hang out with him by association. I'm cool. And it, it's just this whole strange dynamic. And the, but a lot of people operate that way. That, like, okay, I'm, if they're fine here, I'm fine here. I don't need to go anywhere. It's okay. I'm fine right here. And I... It's it's just... It's strange. That goes back to another point that you made. Yeah. About... Is the risk worth it? Do I want to strive to come back down here? I want to go upstairs. Mm Mm-hmm. And I can't make it, and I'm... Yeah. No, you ain't ready going back downstairs. Yeah, so. that's true. I... It, it's a lot of unpack. I don't... I feel that usually, like, if, I, if I'm around, like, a group of people, and I feel that, like, if me and this person or me and these people are, like, going through the same things... And I'm like, okay, like, I'm kind of going through that too. But then I face it and I kind of know, like, I know what I'm dealing with. I get to know whatever this, like, issue is and I'm kind of grappling with it. And I find that they are also kind of right there with me, but then they're not grappling. They're not wrestling with this issue. They're not facing it head on. They're not being decisive. They're not being determined, you know, that kind of thing. That's what really bothers me is that, like, if you're aware of the problem and yet you're not doing anything about it, you're not handling it. And it's like, so, again, yeah, like, you're just, if, like, if there's a lid on the jar and you're like, you know there's a lid there, and but you're not gonna try to get out of the jar, you know what's going on, like, twist, push, no. It's it's kind of how you look at other cultures, if I may ask. It's okay. like a normal person in our culture mm-hmm. can't wrap their hands around the Amish culture. Like, what? You? Right. TV? But that's... No, Rick, same thing. Like, you want to grab them and be like, that's another life. <laughs> That's Come true. Over here. Yeah. AC. Yeah, that's true. Let's get off these horses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they're like contempt in their world. I know. And that's it's yeah, that brings up a very good point. I just mm. But then it it brings me to I, I it's it's this is something that I'm dealing with with my therapist that because there's there's a part of me that wants to drag these people with me and I'm like okay it's so simple 
it's hard it may be difficult for you but it's a very simple thing and I mean but since I'm so like not I'm so scared of the idea of being one of these people that doesn't deal with your issues or just lose their like audaciousness or their tenacity for life and is very content I'm 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 okay like leaving them like I'm gonna be like okay like if you can't get it together like I'm out like I can't do this with you like I'm I'm so I'm just I'm a lot more comfortable doing things by myself which has always been a, a kind of it's a pattern for me that I just want to kind of like ditch and start fresh on like move up and try you know what I'm saying well and it's a very extreme a, way it's, to it's, deal with it's it very hard to fulfill that with without being looked upon as sadistic or you just better than us or and that's not my it's not that it's not my concern i mean because like other people again i'm trying to step away from what other people's perception of me might be and because it it, i do it in my own self-interest it's not that i'm better than everybody else or what i'm what i think they're less than me i don't care that's it that's where you break yourself apart. When you do, don't care about what society thinks, mm-hmm. then you're on the right track because society could keep you in the basement. Well, they certainly could. Yeah. What other people think of you and what other people would think that you should do. Mm-hmm. You know, the world, that's how the world makes strides when somebody finally goes outside the box, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we having uh, uh, recreational trips in outer space now. Mm. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. Come on, we're just gonna go up there for a few minutes. Come on back down. Mm-hmm. You know, but we've been. You know, how many people lost their lives trying to do the same thing? Yeah, that's a good point. So, Very good point. But now it's it's all right. Not that it's not all right because yeah. if I had fifty thousand. I'll take the balloon ride up there. Let's go. Yeah. No problem. Check it out. But that's how you evolve. That's how the world evolves. Somebody has to keep striving for new things, new endeavors. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not, like, it's not that I don't wish anybody, like, I don't wish people ill will. I just want them, I want everyone to be able to make their own decisions and be able to decide what's best for them. And I would do the same for myself. And, you know, because at the end of the day, like, you, no one goes to sleep for you. Like, no one, you know what I'm saying? Like, no one closes your eyes. By yourself. You're by yourself. At some points. A lot of points in your life. You're by yourself. You're by yourself. Exactly. And so, every, you know, everyone's like, oh my God, I'm here for you. Oh my God, like, it's ride or die. And it's like. But it's really not, though. Because, like, again. Every exception to the rule. Mm -hmm. Because there are people Mm -hmm. that are, we gonna ride and die together. Yeah. Bonnie and Clyde, perfect example. Well, I mean, like, my point is, is that you should always, I mean, I was gonna go into, um, like, subtle pressures or, like, peer pressure. Mm -hmm. Um, Because... You at the end of the day, you're responsible for your own choices and doing whatever you think is best for you. Because again, like I just said, 
you're going to be closing your own eyes, and when the time comes, no one's going to be, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're going to, even if someone is physically there with you, you're going to be your, in your own body experiencing whatever you're, you've experienced when it's, when it's, uh, the clocks run out. When game is over. <laughs> right. When it's but, yeah, done. But there are exceptions where there is a person that's willing to do the same thing at the same time. I guess so. I guess it so. It's a special person to do that. Absolutely. They are. Yeah. You know, those situations. But peer pressure and all that... Have you ever That's... been a victim of peer pressure? No. No. Because you just... The logic don't... Exactly, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Right. See, that I figured that would be your answer. And I just think... I think that's really interesting. That... And that's also where I'm saying that that's why I feel so... Why I want to be so confident making my own decisions. Because society always, like, always wants to push you in a certain direction. Or, you know, hold sway over what you do. And I think that's why it's good to be confident in your own decision and be surrounded by people who believe that same thing. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I never believed in the peer pressure or nothing like that because it goes back to what you just said. Mm-hmm. I got to do the time. Yeah. You know, we yeah. ain't going to jail together. No. Nope. So... And I never read a peer pressure to me. It's, it's, it's. I know it exists in people's mind, but mm-hmm. it's just the hardcoreness of the act of what that that says or what that represents is like. I gotta follow somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Against my own beliefs. Yeah. Exactly. And. It's, yeah, it seems ridiculous. It right. seems... It just seems... Wrong. It just seems... Yeah. There's just really not a word for it. It just is not good. And... Yeah. I don't like that. But I like... I don't know. Have you? I, for sure. Probably. I have been very impressionable. Um in the past which is why I really like I'm really forcing like not risk or like hard choices or anything but I the equivalent for like because I want to push myself you know what I'm saying because a lot of the time the people that I was around or these like peer pressure or the the cool people or whatever like I don't think they were doing that I don't think anybody really wants to push themselves and I want to do that. I so definitely you think want it's helpful. So you think it's helpful that other people do push people? I think that it's it's because they don't. It's because they want other people to be like them, and they want to you know everyone to be like to kind of again like mold into this. Like, yeah, this is what we do. This is what's cool. This is what's acceptable. Anybody who doesn't do what we do is dirty, gross, unacceptable, like on um, like the unwanted. And I think it's important to kind of break that mindset. So have maybe like perhaps I mean I don't exactly remember. 
I try to suppress all those memories from childhood of school. But <laughs> I think probably of being a victim of peer pressure that it's important to again it just cements the idea of making your own decisions and pushing against like the norm and like just going your own way or whatever that means for you so do you believe that uh, bullying and peer pressure are two separate no or they're the same I think bullying and peer pressure they exist within the same realm of each other for sure um peer pressure because like again I, I did take a little bit of psych in my first semester of college but there is kind of a um a mind mentality where once you get enough of you together we're like let's say there's three of us sitting at this table right now and I'm like okay um Pumpkins are a no-go for Halloween. They're ridiculous. They're stupid. No. We have to destroy all the pumpkins. You agree with me. She agrees with us. By We're just... And then, like, let's say there's five of us. Like, all the kids upstairs, we're like, no. Pumpkins, no. We're destroying all of them. All of us together feel more comfortable in that train of thought, even though, like, it entails us going to destroy other people's pumpkins, too. It justifies our opinions if all of us are thinking it so that goes for bullying is the same thing usually there's a ringleader leader involved in our scenario I would be the one to initiate any of this and you would just all of you would just follow me so that's more of like a peer pressure I'm doing it you're doing it she's doing it they're doing it and then if someone worked like it's let's say she doesn't do it then we're like oh so you're not one of us and then that kind of alienates her she doesn't like that she wants to be part of the group because it's kind of like it's a pack mentality kind of thing. Like in a hyena pack. You don't want to be the the one that's not contributing. Because that means you don't eat. You know, that kind of thing. So it's kind of like that. So And then with bullying, if there's a ringleader and everyone's following. And it's kind of like that kind of thing. You almost don't stand a chance. Because it's you're taking out on someone who's let's say I don't know there's only one of them five of us oh what can they do they're not gonna say anything whatever whatever so it's just it's I would say it all exists in the in the same mindset and it's dangerous I think peer pressure and kind of a a mob mentality is really dangerous if not dealt with so and I so that's why I think it's healthy to have your own independent thoughts because in a mob mentality, same thing. It's, it happens all throughout history, like lynching and bullying. Um, I think a, a lot of, um, what is that? Um, I don't know. Where initiate those initiations or whatever. Um, can't think of the word right now. But it's dangerous. So it's important to have your own independent thoughts. Okay. And that's where I stand. fear of having your own thought process mm -hmm. is that scary it can be it feels sometimes it feels like it because it feels that way because you're almost like i must be alone in this maybe i'm wrong 
Um, because a lot of the times everyone else does think very similarly, especially when you grow up in like a small town, everyone kind of looks the same. They all act the same. They all do a lot of the same things. Um, so it does feel scary to have your own thoughts and do your own thing, but there should be comfort in that you should always be confident in your own decisions as long as you're, you know, not hurting anybody else. You're doing what's best for yourself. I think there should be confidence in that. So the fear of that works out. Mm -hmm. I mean, you shouldn't, and that's the thing, you shouldn't have to be scared of, like, having independent thoughts of anybody else. Just thinking, you know, for yourself. There should, you shouldn't be scared. You could because... You, obviously you could. Because you always had the fear Mm -hmm. of failing. Of failing or of alienation or just being different. Yeah, there is, I guess. That's the consequences. That's the consequences, for sure. We'll go with, like, repercussions for thinking for yourself. But that means you have to, you know, that just means you got to do what you got to do to get to where people where think people think like you. There's, o- there's over millions and millions of people on the planet. There, It's impossible that not one other person thinks like you. It's impossible. It's just not likely. So you just have to find your people. And, um, and that's what I believe. So that's what's kind of, like, kept me together the last, like, couple years, you know, doing my own thing and trying my own stuff is that I'm getting there. I'm making my way to where I need to be. And this is all very necessary to my development, so. Yeah. So you're moving in the right path in your own mind. Yeah, exactly. And you feel that you've you've done the same. Yes, yes. I felt that today as we speak, I'm on the right path. Mm-hmm. So it's more like a day-by-day thing for you. Yes. That's fantastic. Very satisfied with where you're at. Well, you have to be. Well, you don't have to be, but it's good It's good to be. A lot of people go day-by-day, day, oh, I don't like it. It's not enough. I'm not satisfied with where I'm at. But that's where every day is in your own life, and it's called situational. Every day it's a different situation. That's true. And you deal with it accordingly. I agree with that. So, pre-plan is only up until the time that the plan has to be executed. That's true. Because that can change. Yeah. Very situational. Very situational. Everything in life you bump into is the situation that's true I hadn't quite thought of it that way but I guess you know it's one step at a time one day at a time any closing remarks because we're coming in on the end of our episode here well was this enlightening at all for you this was a very interesting one on one I agree with that did you enjoy it did you have fun I enjoyed it I had fun Um, got a lot covered yeah, absolutely. I try. I try to so, get a lot covered. Um, I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, and, uh, thanks. Hopefully we can do it again sometime. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on. We, I've enjoyed myself. I'm glad you've enjoyed yourself. Well, thank you all for listening, and I'll catch you in another episode.